Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to The Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. We uh, welcome in Mark Spector uh, to the program. Spec, how you doing? No, never been better, my friend. How are you doing? Hey, I, I'm all right. Um, the uh, the Edmonton orders. Uh, Connor McDavid afterwards, uh, you heard him and he was like, hey, man, you, you kind of... You kind of forget about uh, you know how much you hate losing, and uh, the orders. You could tell his reaction on the bench. He wasn't happy. They didn't play poorly. They just off. It's funny, but offensively, their execution is likely what cost them the game, not their defense. Yeah, that's fair. Coming out of the break, neither team was particularly sharp offensively. I would say, uh, you know, Vegas gets the quick goal. Right? You hearing me there? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, Vegas gets uh, that Chandler Stevenson goal that it was really a half a scoring chance, but the guy picks a corner beautifully. CC happens to be screening the goalie, and there's the the game winning goal. And and Edmonton had five or six chances better than that one, and none of them went in. And really, that's the difference, right? Aiden Hill was fantastic. All the things that hadn't been happening to the orders for 16 games happened. It was post and out for Bouchard, not post and in. You know, Dreisaitl had a whole net to shoot at. He shot at the middle, and it hit Aiden Hill in the head, <laughs> right? Yeah. McLeod had a wide-open cage, and somehow Nick Hague got a stick in there and deflected it over the glass. So those things hadn't been happening much to Edmonton. They all happened last night. That's what happens. Yeah, and so, you know, now it was funny. I was looking at their schedule spec. They've never actually lost one game in a row this year. Every time they lose, it's multiple games. Two, four, three. They never lost one. And so I think the key for them now is get back on the winning track as quick as you can. They're taking on a team in Anaheim that they beat for fun here lately. Eight, two, and seven, two this year. Pounded them in quite a few games uh, last season. I know they had the day off today. You know, they'll get back on the ice tomorrow. And then they got the game on Friday. It's disappointing, obviously. But overall, like, the owners should still feel very good about themselves because... You know, that was a game you played well, and, and most nights you, you probably could win the game. But what do you make of their offense, Spec? Because their coach even said it before the break, right? Uh, hey, I thought our offense was a little bit stale. Yeah, four o'clock, and, and you really, back. if you look at it, um, they haven't had a goal with McDavid off of the ice in their last three games, right? Like, they need some other guys here to get going offensively. Yeah, they do. They, it seems like every night they're tied 1-1 after 40 minutes. That's not the Oilers team we know. Yeah. You know, There has to be a way to play responsibly defensible, uh, responsible defensively. And the goal, you know, they're getting the goaltending. There has to be a way to play that way and, you know, s- score two goals in a period once in a while. I mean, I- I'm not sure what to say. They, they had a ton of scoring chances in the second period. It just wasn't going in. And 
And the old chestnut is as long as we're getting the chances, we're happy because they're going to start going in. But this whole winning streak, this team hadn't scored a lot of goals. So uh, I think it's gone under the radar because they've been so good defensively. But, you know, this it's it's out of character, right? It's it's out of character for Edmonton to be a two-goal-a-night team, even though being this good defensively is also not a character trait. We like that part. But there has got to be more goals. With this mass of talent in their front lines, there's got to be more goals than what we're seeing right now. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's very true. The uh, where do you come out on? Would you consider uh, a little swap of Cece and DeHarnay? What would what, you have to lose? Would you try it? Uh, I think at this point, no, I wouldn't do it. Like, I think you've got DeRNA playing the best hockey of his life here. Yeah, fair. Right? Best hockey of his life. Why are you going to mess with that? Why are you going to say, okay, you've given us the last three weeks, you've been the best hockey you've ever played, so we're going to give you a whole bunch more ice time and responsibility and a way tougher matchup. Like, are we trying to break the guy or something? Like, why, why can't we just be happy that your bottom pair is really good right now? Like, for a third pair of defensemen, Kulak and Darnay are fantastic. And everyone's on CC. No one likes CC's game. You know, I guess if you can go out in the trade market and improve on CC, you should. I'm not sure. I don't think Darnay is well served playing nurse minutes against nurse opponents next to nurse. I think that's a bad idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely see the concerns for it. Right. Uh, I've just seen a guy that, you know, would it hurt for one or two games, I guess, is my question. And you probably could do it, you know, a little bit strategically. Like I'm not doing it necessarily against the Boston Bruins, for instance, but the, the owners don't have like they got Dallas and Boston as top 10 teams this month. You know, they got some middle tier teams, guys battling for playoff spots like St. Louis and Arizona and others. And then they got some bottom 10 teams like the Ducks. I just wonder if it's something that they would consider uh, just to try and, and see. I, I can see the, the concern why you wouldn't. I totally get it. But, uh, you know, to me, if you do it for a few games, like, like I, I don't think DeHarnay is, if anything, it's just going to boost his confidence even more, right? And uh, so we'll see. Because I don't know, like, outside of Chris Tanev's spec, do you see, and, well, we can use Colton Pareko, but that's a pretty massive trade if we're talking Colton Pareko. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure... Uh, I see a, a clear upgrade. Other than those two, do you? Well, I'm going to ask you. No. Well, Preco's an upgrade on anybody. Yeah, no, no. I'm yet. saying outside of like those I, two guys, do you see one? Outside of those two guys. Yeah, you know, you never know who's out there. Like, you never, you know, we didn't we didn't speak Matthias Ekholm's name last year till about two hours before he got traded. And all of a sudden, so I forget who one of those guys in Toronto likely said, hey, so Matthias Echo might be going to Edmonton. And we were like, what? So, you know, who knows who's out there, Jay? Yeah. be a guy out there we're not even thinking about. There are better there are better right side defensemen out there, even than, you know, the guys you mentioned. So, I, listen, I think we got to – I think people got to chill a little here. Like, uh, look, they. I think they should go get a defenseman. At the deadline, if they can get a really good defenseman, go get them and figure out your who your six are going to be. That's a good idea. But in in what happened in the last forty eight hours, like 
CC has CC's playing a regular shift next to Nurse through a 16-game winning streak. 14 games they allowed two goals or less. Last night they allowed two goals or less until they pulled their goalie. They outchanced Vegas last night. They were the better team, in my opinion. What? How all of a sudden are we? Is are we? Did, Cody Cece become this giant liability. Yeah. Well, Every team gets chances against them. Cody yeah. Cece's not so bad. What's going on here? Yeah, like I'm not saying he's the uh it's I was just saying, you know what? Look, try things different to see what happens. Um I, I see there are times, you know, in CC's games where uh, you know he's he's not as consistent as you'd like. But like I've said, I don't see clear upgrades other than the two guys I mentioned. Right. And I've trust me, I've went all around like I saw some people, you know, mentioning um uh, Jonas Brodin, I'm like, he hasn't played the right side since 2016, right? He's played the left side with Matt Dumba basically exclusively since then. And he's playing the left side with young Brock Faber this year, right? Like, I'm not bringing in a guy who hasn't played the right side in seven years and thinking that that's going to be a clear upgrade, right? Like, that's a, for a left shot to play in his offside, like, if you've done it regularly, okay. But if you haven't done it in eight years, I don't think I want to experiment with that, uh, down the stretch. Right. So, I, I, you know, that's, I'm just, yes. you know, you can always look at, it's like the orders need a better second line right winger. I, I think I would argue that that might be more important right now than CeCe. If I had to pick just because, you know, you, as you alluded to spec, they're not giving up many goals. Defense isn't, you know, well, Hey, they've only lost four games out of 28. They don't have many problems, but they're, they're having a legit <laughs> score on the second line on the right side. Like I like Warren Fogle, but he's never been a second line scorer. You know what I mean? No, I I think I think you have to add a defenseman because you expect injury. Yeah, someone's getting hurt. You know, it's the playoffs. Everybody mm-hmm. blocks shots in the playoffs. Guys get hurt. I've said this a hundred times. I like Philip Broberg. I don't like him as my seventh guy. There's not enough NHL games there. We saw his work in the playoffs last year. He flat out wasn't ready to play. He hasn't played a playoff game since. Now we're going to try that again. If he's your eighth defenseman, okay. By the time you get to number eight, everybody's getting a little thin and a little bit young. But I think they need one more guy, a first guy in case someone gets hurt. I'm talking about, I don't even care if it's a, you know, I'm just throwing a name, a Zach Bogosian type guy. An older guy that doesn't have to play every night down the stretch and can come out of the press box for you. Yep. You know, Ryan McDonough, one of those older, steady, solid dudes. That's what I'm talking about. I think they need one of those. I think you can get them at the deadline for a third or fourth round pick, generally speaking, mm-hmm. the guy I'm talking about. And, yes, I agree. To me, it's a bit of a coin flip here. Uh, the right winger for dry saddle, if the right guy was out there, if the guy you liked that could finish, you know, I, I don't think, I think Seattle's way too close and they're not trading Jordan Eberle. They might if they fall right out of the race, but a guy like Ebbs that could bury a puck for dry saddle would be a, in my esteem, a good pickup. Hmm. And if you, if that guy's there, take him. If not, there's still going to be an asset here to find, uh, some big, strong, carrier type guy for your fourth line a center hopefully there's options out there but i'm with you jay uh second line right wing's the first place to go the defenseman's the second place to go and if there's anything left see what you can get i really like the mcleod holloway perry line last night 
I, I thought they they created a lot. You mentioned the McLeod play. Yeah. Uh, they they created quite a few. Like I like the look of that line. Like you know, Dylan Holloway is is looking more and more confident all the time. And Corey Perry, you're seeing him trying to make plays. Like I like the makeup of that line spec. I you know what? Uh, I, and Corey Perry, I know the other two yeah. guys are real burners. Corey Perry doesn't look uh, out of place at all on that line, speed wise. Do you did you think that Corey Perry would be able to take third line minutes? in playoff series or fourth line minutes? What do you think? It's a good question. Um, I think he could play because he's not on your penalty killing, doesn't play on your power play a whole bunch. Like he's on the second unit, which we know doesn't play a whole lot. Then I think he can play third line minutes because it's, it's not going to be overly taxed. It's probably going to be what? 13 minutes. Yeah. I think he could play 13 minutes. You. Yeah. That that's, that's the key for me. If I'm, Chris Knobloch, that's what I want to figure out between now and, well, it's a month from now, the trade deadline, right? Yep. Um, that's what I want to figure out. Can I play, can, can Corey Perry stay like, as much as I want to play? And in the in the playoffs, those depth guys, man, those guys oh. are the difference winning series, those depth lines. What do they always say? The big boys tend to cancel each other out, and it's the rest of your team that wins or loses a series. So I'm going to play and expect some production from Fogel and Holloway. And I want to find out and figure out if I can play Corey Perry the same amount of minutes as I'm going to play those guys at, at even strength. So if I can, then that's, you know, that, that relieves me of having to get a need. If I find out that I can't, you know what? You're going to, let's say you get that second line right winger. It just pushes everybody down a bit. Fogel goes to the third line. I don't mind a line with Fogel, Holloway, and uh, McLeod one bit. One bit. I think that was a line coming out of the training camp we wanted to see. And if I push Connor Brown or, or Corey Perry to my fourth line, it's a pretty good fourth line right winger right there. Speck, uh, I hear, uh, are you doing a little one on one in Bakersfield? Well, it's not a one-on-one. Daniel Nugent Bowman came here with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> it started out as a one-on-one. Then the kid comes up to me and says, I'm thinking of going to Bakersfield. What are you thinking? I says, oh, man, I'm already booked going to Bakersfield. Hop in. <laughs> so we, we just drove up from the airport today. We're going to see Jack Campbell after practice tomorrow. So my exclusive isn't an exclusive anymore, but I'm still getting the story. How about that? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So um, you should have said, I don't think that's a good idea at all. <laughs> but uh, I yeah. did my best, man. The kid sniffed me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. Well, it, so, it will be you know interesting. I got to say, I'm, I'm a little bit happy to see that Campbell's very much found his game here. Mm -hmm. uh, I was hoping in sort of, Kind of, and I shouldn't even say this as a reporter, but I was kind of hoping not to have to come down here and find a guy whose game was in shambles. Uh, that didn't sound like much fun, and it's not. He's playing very well. Now, I'm going to say to you, do you see Ken Holland calling up Jack Campbell before the playoffs start? Because I'm not sure I do. Well, it's difficult just because of uh, in order to call him up, if no one's injured, that means you got to expose Pickard to waivers, and I'm not sure the orders necessarily want to do that now. And you know, you, you probably wouldn't do it before the trade deadline, and no. to to do it afterwards, the risk is well, now the the rosters are expanded, right? And now some would argue, hey, the teams that need a goalie would have made their move then, but some might say, you know what, we'll carry a third goalie now for for three weeks or a month. So you know, the only way Edmonton can do it, I think, Spec, is if if they decide to carry three goalies for a short period of time, right? That's the only way it can happen. And for what reason? And for what reason? So 
I think that the way I, I, and don't under don't overlook this, right? Don't overlook the fact that you know the goalie thing is a is a little chemistry experiment on its own, and Stu Skinner's never played better than he's playing right now. Like this is prime best in life Stu Skinner. If it if if even a little bit of that has to do with having Chad Pickard behind them and and a good relationship and a backup that's in the right spot and all of that stuff. Why am I messing around with that chemistry experiment right now? I'm just leaving. If my goaltending in Edmonton, if I'm Ken Holland, I'm not touching it, man. It's never been this good in years. So I think Jack Campbell could get six shutouts in a row, and I don't think we'd see him until they called up the Black Aces for the playoffs. Yeah, you're probably right. Speck, uh, enjoy your non-exclusive, and uh, we will uh, chat with you tomorrow. (laughs) okay Matt see you later are you ready to enhance your future in tech then it's time to make your move to the UK the nation that has more tech unicorns than France Germany and Sweden combined the nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation the nation where great talent comes together visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.